0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.
1: You're listening to Griefcast with me, Carrie Lloyd. How do we grieve for someone? How does it change and evolve as we get older? My dad died when I was 15 and it took me many, many years to be able to express what I had gone through. So I decided to create Griefcast, a chance to talk, share and laugh about the weirdness of grief and death. But with comedians, so it's not that depressing, I promise. Each time I talk to a different comedian about their own personal experience of grief, as we remember someone that they have lost along the way. Whether it was a long time ago, or you've just joined the club, this is a chance to talk about the peculiar human process of death. Welcome to GriefCast. Hey Greesters, hope you're having an okay week. I had a sudden panic about what to talk about and then I thought, oh, I still feel like I don't know if anyone listens to this bit <laughs> because I have to put the intro in. You know, the, oh, this is Griefcast, my dad, all that stuff that you probably skip once you've heard one, but I have to put it in every episode, don't I? Because in case someone picks up that episode you see and thinks, oh, I don't know what this is, so then it must be quite hard to find the intro once you started fast forwarding. Anyway, if you're here, hello, thank you for listening. Uh, If you have been enjoying the show, please don't forget to rate and review and subscribe on iTunes. Um, It really does make a difference to help other people find the show, which means we can carry on making the show and is much, much appreciated. If you've done so already, have a tick. Thank you very much. Uh, Perhaps have a biscuit as well. I can recommend dark chocolate and ginger biscuits from Waitrose. Obviously, other biscuits are available, but that's my current favourite tipple. This week, I'm talking to artist Charlie Mackesy. Uh, you might not recognise his name, but I'm sure you've seen his drawings before. He is absolutely huge on Instagram and he's just had a book come out, The Boy, The Fox, The Mole and The Horse, um, which is out now. And he does these absolutely insanely beautiful sort of ink drawings of these characters, this boy, the fox, the mole and the horse, who are just the most heartbreaking, poignant sweetest lovely characters and I often re-gram them on the Griefcast Instagram at the Griefcast because I feel like Charlie's ability to capture grief is, is actually pretty powerful so um, if you haven't seen him before head to his Instagram and you can see all the examples of his drawings they're absolutely beautiful. Charlie came in to talk to me about his friend who died when he was 18 and other griefs he's had along the way his dad and his dog Dill who died this year. Welcome to GriefCast. I'm here today with artist Charlie Maxey. Hello. Hello. And you're not alone. I want to briefly introduce everyone that we are joined by someone else here today. <laughs> Barney, the dog. What mm. breed is Barney?
2: Yeah, you know, I think...
1: <laughs> he's like long-haired he's a f- dachshund. He's fluffy. He's fluffy. Yeah. But I want people to imagine, small, long...
2: He's long and fluffy and yeah, quite long small. long and
1: fluffy. And he's sitting very, very well behaved yeah. at your feet. Yeah,
2: uncharacteristically rubber.
1: <laughs> um, Next to a chicken. Next to a rubber chicken, yeah. yeah. We should say, a rubber chicken. We it's bought, too big. I
2: bought ordered a chicken. on Amazon. It was, <laughs> they don't show the sizes of chickens. And...
1: Yeah, my friend Sarah does that all the time. She always buys things that are too small. Oh. So she ordered a bag, what she thought was a rucksack, <laughs> but it was like a mini doll's bag.
2: No. <laughs> yeah,
1: she was really annoyed.
2: The size of a thimble. Yeah, basically. That's like no good. For, for like, yeah, Unless a tiny doll. She a thimble.
1: Um, Charlie, people may, well, probably know you from your incredible beautiful Instagram pictures oh. that you uh, have been doing. But you, I guess you've been an artist for longer than Instagram is around, right?
2: Yeah, I've been scribbling away for quite a long time. Scribbling away. You know,
1: <laughs> eking um,
2: out a living somehow.
1: But, like, has Instagram changed a lot of things for you? Is that because I feel like... That's when I first you know, came know, yeah, yeah,
2: I mean, I, being an artist is a weird life, as mm. in an making drawings. For me, it's been on because I'm quite like... I, I enjoy people. But it sort of made me quite isolated. So yeah, You, you yeah. draw in a studio, you you, you you put the show together, you see people, and then you disappear again. And it's, it's, it's kind of feast or famine. Yeah. Whereas Instagram, it's been amazing because you just think, oh, here's a drawing, I'll put it up. And then you can dialogue with Yeah. people.
1: Yeah.
2: And what do you think of this? And do you like that? And, and maybe I'm dramatically insecure or needy, <laughs> but I enjoy, you know, people's feelings or responses a lot. Yeah. And... And feed off them, and and I I suppose in some way want to. You know, sometimes I recognise that a drawing could make them feel better about existence. Yeah. And I thought, God, that that's a wonderful thing, you know, because you feel better about yourself. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I, Instagram has been a, brand, a a revolution for me.
1: Yeah, an and I think some of your because Instagram it's a mad thing that yeah. we are now living in, but I think your images are they communicate something like very quickly and they work on that small scale as well I think I guess sometimes you know you have an artist like that has like some you have to go into this huge room to look at it and you have to take 10 minutes to turn your head kind of thing but um, that's when I first came across you actually was through the Griefcast Instagram somebody posted a picture you have this I think you reposted, I've reposted it lots and lots. It's very mm. dark and it's um, it looks like a sort of angel kissing someone's head and it's all sort of chalk, but the background is black and the people are in white. Yes. So it's like the reverse of what you normally do. But yeah. the first time I saw that, I was like, <gasps> like, oh, it just like hit me in the heart. I was like, oh, that's what you sort of feel like when you feel like someone's near. And, yeah, it's a
2: strange feeling. Yeah, that strange yeah.
1: feeling that you can't. And the amazing thing that art does is like, oh, I, I couldn't put that into words but looking at that picture right I know exactly what that is and mm-hmm. then I shared it on the griefcast and all you know all the griefers were like oh my god yes like,
2: Yeah they really
1: Yeah yeah got people relate uh-huh. to it so quickly because it's there's uh-huh. something about your work that's so emotional but very simple as well like it's not
2: That's what I'm like
1: <laughs> emotional <laughs> but
2: simple speech. Dramatically simple. Dramatically Brons simple. To tears.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no, that work it comes across in your work, Charlie. It comes across in your work. And um Good. we should mention you have a book coming out, which is a sort of pali- a particular collection of your drawings yes. called The Boy I'm looking at the it now. Mole, the Fox The Boy in the Mole, horse. The Fox and the Horse, yeah, mm-hmm. thank you. Which right. is a particular series that you've done lots of on Instagram of these yeah. characters, which yeah. is so beautiful. So, so beautiful. And yeah, you thank asked you. me well, I was trying not to talk about the book before we started, but I literally just sat down and I was like, "Oh, I'll just look at Charlie's book," and then I didn't move till I'd finished it. Oh. And then I was like, every every page, every page, you're like, "Oh, oh, oh, yes, oh." Mm. And then I kept showing. It. I was like, "Look, look at this! One. Oh, look at this one! Oh, this is nice to my it's husband. Look simple at this but one. emotional. Yeah, but so." The drawings are so beautiful. You've got oh, such a beautiful you. style. I'm a big fan of mole because mole's answer yeah. to everything is cake. <laughs> I, I,
2: I, I, think yeah, he loves cake. I think the mole should be the national symbol. <laughs> I do. I think because look, he's the mole's threaded through our yeah, you
1: know, yeah. We've got wind
2: in the willows. He, you know, yeah. So He's been around and he wrecks our lawns, but we love him. And you know what I mean.
1: Like, I agree. It's something very British about yeah, it. Yeah, sort of Quite stubborn. Yeah. Stoic. Yeah. A bit sometimes. Quite short sighted. -sighted. (laughs) But strong as well.
2: Very strong. Determined. Determined. Yeah,
1: Yeah, God, I can really see that. Mm. It works. But what is our national animal? I don't even know. Do we have one? I think the
2: mole should definitely be.
1: We must have one, but it's probably like something awful, like a stag or something, which is completely not. But he's
2: also really endearing and sort of beautiful, but very ordinary as well. you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah, and you can underestimate a mole as well, I think. Oh,
2: yes. Those big hands. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But it's, and it's quite, there's something quite humorous about the mole, which yeah. I think the mole might not appreciate no. sometimes. No, I wouldn't like <laughs> so. Which is very British, isn't it? Yeah, it's Able. very British. No, I love the mole. And because my answer to everything is cake. And there's yeah, some definitely. beautiful drawings where one of the other characters will say something very profound, and a mole will say, Oh, we could have some cake.
2: Right. I think that's, but that's, for me, that's what I didn't realise is all the characters is the boy who's the inquisitive one asking questions, and the fox is damaged and so much, and the horse is. You know, wise and strong, and I think that's being—that's the whole makeup of being human. Is Mm. that's all of us, yeah, yeah, to various degrees, you know, yeah. Um, And everyone has this really radically different answers to any situation. (laughs) (laughs) And within me, I'll have an array of different answers, you know, to issues. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm never one single-minded about anything. No,
1: I know, and I think that's where the pictures are again successful, because you'll be like, oh, the horse was wise today. Yeah. Oh no, the fox is right. That is true. That is hard. And it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, they—they they, the book is so beautiful. Oh, and if they you. don't follow you on an Instagram, and they should. We I'm, I'm always reposting it on the thank grief you. class because I think it's so apt. Um, thank you. Obviously, we're not here just to talk about no, mulls today, sadly. Although no. Molecast I'd happily do. Um, who are we remembering today, Charlie?
2: Well, actually, going just staying, staying with the book, I think it, the continuation of it will be centred on grief. Hmm. Something will happen. Wow! But oh no, also, God, not tomorrow. No, oddly not tomorrow. I think maybe, or maybe, you know, why are they, why were they all alone when they first met?
1: I feel like something has happened. So, something's happened
2: to all of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, why is the boy alone? Yeah. Um, why is the fox damaged? Who is he lost? They've yeah. all lost. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the horse declares that you know he he can fly, but he's quit because everyone oh, was jealous. Yeah. So he's they've all they're grieving various kinds of losses, not just death, but loss yeah. of friendship and family. So. I think, inadvertently, you know, I'm facing grief quietly in the first book, and they're meeting it with honest. It's almost like I think, like you ask me who I'm remembering, and um, the first person I remember is Jamie, who was my best friend. And when I was 18, we lived, we shared a, a cottage. We were sort of young farmers, you know, <laughs> and um, he was killed in his car, and um. I remember, you know, they say that um, they, who are they? But I mean, what I'd say happened to me was I went sort of a bit mad.
0: Mm.
1: So you were both, how long had you known Jamie before? All my that? life. All he was my best,
2: best friend, yeah. Wow. And I remember we yeah, were organizing, helping organize his funeral with his mum and dad and sort of seeing this red line being drawn within me, thinking yeah. everything from here is going to be different. Mm. So watching his. But little coffin going to the ground, staring at it, thinking, "What? Yeah, how does that work?"
1: Were you so were you living and working together at the yeah. time? Yeah,
2: I think yeah. I was I was on my way to college, but we'd basically shared lives, you know.
1: Yeah, and how um, did you find out? Did you just get a phone call? Yeah,
2: or? yeah. By the way, Charlie. <sighs> um, and what was always um, why I'm talking about you know how we respond to to, to grief is that my instant reaction when I say instant, over the next six months, I, I started streaking.
1: <laughs> Not what I thought you were going to say. No. But yeah, 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 yeah.
2: And, I, you know, and I would go to, because I suddenly, the red line was, you know, nothing that really mattered mm. before really mattered matters anyone. now. Yeah. Um, everything that, you know, the thought was important that, you know, that what society declared was, you know, up there no longer was mm. because they didn't, didn't matter. And I couldn't work out what really mattered. I mean, what, what, you know? If you get a yeah, sieve, or yeah, yeah. what's remaining in the sieve? Yeah,
1: especially at eighteen, and I right. think it's really yeah. Because I lost my dad at fifteen, and yes, it, it's it's a hard time anyway. Because you're trying to be like, okay, who am I, and what yeah, does the yeah, world yeah. mean anyway? <laughs> exactly. And then when this comes on top yeah. of it, you're like, oh right, it's all bullshit. What? <laughs> like, what?
2: It's all bullshit. Yeah. yeah. And I remember being arrested, and the, the policeman. I I streaked at a race meeting because I thought, you know. It was also it's also really funny.
1: You know? <laughs> yeah, so how do you prepare a streak? Do you like you know you're going to do it?
2: Well, it happened just without me planning it. Oh, I was okay. just there with some mates who and were friends a, of Jamie's yeah. and uh, I was watching it all thinking this is just stupid. Yeah. And thinking what would sum up how I feel <laughs> best. I know. <laughs> this is what, you know, there were all people there, have you got the right car, got you got the right job, Yeah. Have you you're wearing the right clothes, you know, it was all bullshit. And uh, so I just took my clothes off and and I remember the feeling of running <laughs> along the race course, just that, like swimming naked but better, and, and falling every 15 yards or 15 feet or 5 feet in the mud and then getting, and being chased by police and... Oh was just very it's very funny. It
1: must have felt very um a bit like doing bungee jumping yeah, exactly. like very adrenaline like yeah. I'm I'm do I am doing this yes. and no one is stopping me. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly.
1: yeah and it is like you're that's so interesting because it's exactly the thing that you're like not supposed to do. Like I'm constantly trying to get my my daughter dressed in the morning and she doesn't want to put clothes on. I'm always like and one of the things I hear myself saying sometimes which I hate but it's just the last ditch resort it's <laughs> like you can't go out without any clothes on. Yeah. And her being yeah. like, why? And we'd be like, oh, I don't really know. Like, How can you...
2: Experience? Yeah, well, there you go. There's no
1: real reason. It's just... Normally, it's like, you might get cold. That's my main concern. That's a brilliant answer. You might get cold. Yeah. That's it. But yeah, I can imagine it felt...
2: Well, it was awkward because, you know, I was asked, like, a policeman was we sitting, you know, with him and in a blanket and he said, you know what, so what's this about?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great policeman question. Yeah.
2: And of course, yeah. you know, I, I, I... He was really nice. I think he was closer to retirement and I was at the other end of life. And he, I said, I don't know, you know. He said, what's going on, you know? I said, oh, I told him. And he said, well, it's, is this a cry for help then? Oh. And I thought, fuck.
1: Maybe it is, yeah.
2: I remember feeling this surge of,
1: <gasps> mm.
2: and um, and I held it back and he said, I said, maybe. And he said, well, you could find less offensive ways of crying for <laughs>
1: Um, Thanks But we were
2: were sort of laughing, you know. And he said he he didn't lack empathy. He he clearly lost people himself. And I sort of concluded over time that grief is a bit like being bitten by a a snake whose venom you're not prepared for Mm. on a daily basis. It it will make you feel or do things you're not, you know, ready for. Mm. Um, And it can be anything from wanting to streak to... Feeling numb to wanting to smash a house up. You know, yeah. It's pretty really varied, isn't it? Yeah, oh, God, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And so streaking was one of my responses. That I, you know, If someone had said, you know, this is grief, I would have said, no, it's yeah. streaking.
1: Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? You, The incident <laughs> happens and then yeah. you separate everything. Exactly. And you're like, no, these are just other incidents. Mm-hmm. And I think, especially when you're young, it takes a long time to do what that policeman did very quickly and go, well, these are connected. You're right. like...
0: No, 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 I'm
1: just... Like when people go out and get wasted or, you, you know, sleep with loads of people. Yeah. Like there's all these different reactions of... I don't know who I am and what's happening anymore.
2: Well, the lonely. There's this intense loneliness as well, mm, yeah, which yeah, does yeah. make me sleep with people. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Think, Why did I do that? That's you're looking
1: odd, for life again, aren't you? Looking for some You connection. want to be held yeah.
2: and not feel alone.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: And, you know, so it's a natural thing to do.
1: Yeah, isn't it? yeah. Don't. Streaking... I haven't heard before no <laughs> so how many times did you streak after that then
2: i i i can't remember it it went on for a period maybe a year or it's wow. 18 months yeah yeah
1: did the same you didn't encounter the same no i did in different yeah. places okay
2: um and then it sort of sort of ran its course as,
1: and when he said that like you know this is a cry for help was there a part of you that thought Okay, I should get help? Or was it like, oh, no, I, you know, I don't know what that looks like? Yeah,
2: I didn't know what it looked like. Yeah. And, I, and I didn't really know how to s- say it.
1: Mm.
2: You know, I didn't have the language for it.
1: Oh, that's how I felt completely. Like, I just didn't have the vocabulary no. to start that sentence. Where do
2: you begin? And, and yeah. what would anyone say anyway?
1: Yeah.
2: You know, the, the, the only answer I got was, cheer up, mate. You know, yeah. Oh. You know what I mean? It's like, there's yeah. no, beyond that, it didn't feel like there was any,
1: yeah.
2: anything. So you have to sort of
1: work out. Yeah, and I think it's really hard when you're a teenager because you can be very eloquent in lots of ways. Yeah. And, you know, vote and talk about things and drive a car. But what's happened to you, the emotion you're feeling is the biggest thing you've ever felt. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, people would say to me all the time, you know, if you want to talk, we're here. And I'd think, what What does that mean? And what is (laughs) like, what would, and I honestly was like, I wouldn't know how to begin the sentence (laughs) of like, oh, well, somebody's died. He's Mm-mm. my dad. Yeah, that's sort of all. Like that's sort of all I could get to. Yeah, and I had like one session with somebody.
2: But fifteen, that's a child.
1: Oh yeah, exactly. It's a complete child. And you know, she tried, and I just thought, yeah, I really. And it took me years to understand because to me it felt, um, it was weird because I'm very chatty <laughs> <laughs> and I'm very used to talking, and I was like, oh, I, I've got no words for this, which is yeah. like, this I don't like that feeling. Yeah, and it took me years to go, oh, you just it was bigger than anything you'd ever dealt with and you just didn't really know where to begin, you know. And people at 25, 35 don't know where to begin. So you know, it's course. a really
2: interesting thing to say because I remember when the grief really surfaced, I, I remember talking to it.
1: Oh, wow.
2: Because it became a physical pain in my stomach.
1: Oh, that's very common, yeah, the physical pain Yeah, lecture, and, yeah. So,
2: and I went to, to a doctor, I went for tests and they're like, sorry mate, you know, you seem all right. And then so I lay in my bed and I spoke to it and I said... Okay, how big are you then? <laughs> wow! I'll show me how big you are. I know this sounds completely mad, but it's mm. what I did, and I it allowed it to grow, and it became, grew into the size of a house. Wow! That was push, crushing me into the bed, and I was like, "Fuck!" Like, that's, that's big. This is big. Mm. What? It, what? You know, and I for the first time really. It took a few years for me to ask the question.
1: I would, Um, yeah, that's a huge question. I think that I I avoided for like eighteen years because I thought if I just don't look at it, it's not there. Right. That was my sort of survival technique because I was so big. To ask how big it was, I think I would have literally gone (laughs) like I had a panic attack. So I think it's very brave that you were like, all right. I just,
2: I just sort of thought, well, why?
1: Let's find out. How long is this going on? Yeah.
2: And and also, I think I'd been on, I think on the M4 in my van, and someone was being interviewed like this actually, probably on Radio Four, probably. And he said a line that made me pull over and almost throw up. Mm. And it, 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 he said, I was running from something because I felt that if I stopped and turned around to face it, it would kill me. Mm. And for some reason, he put it more eloquently than that. I, It was like... <gasps> yeah. Um, and strangely, I had a few... A few friends, not my part from my birth, a few friends had, had been killed during that time. You know, my another good friend when I was 11, you know, drowned. So there, there was a sort of queue of them. That yeah, I, I hadn't yeah. processed, you know, how you have the pending tray of yeah. grief.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'll deal with that. <laughs> there's this really big one that's going on first and then I might yeah. look over there and go, oh right. yeah, and those guys yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. they queue
2: up, you know. Yeah,
1: I, yeah, yeah. I think, how old were you when you spoke to it then?
2: Uh, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't for ten years.
1: Yeah, I think that's really common when it's yeah. teenage. I think it takes a yeah. long time. Yeah, I don't know eighteen is, you know, is adult, but it, in my head, it's still very, very young. Really, he's only three years or fifteen, and I think
2: it's very young. It
1: takes. Yeah, you sort of have to like move really far away from it before you can turn around and go. Oh, what is that? And that feeling of running. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't run. I hid. <laughs> That's how I felt. I just hid. I Did just, you? I was like, if I, and this is what I used to do as a child, that feeling of like, if I stay really still, no one will know I'm here. You know, when you're like supposed, yes. supposed to be in bed and you're like, if I just stay really yes. still, yes. I can watch the end of Carnation Street. And like, or if
2: you're terrified of something in bed, yeah. you think, just don't move. Just don't move. Don't, exactly. Don't just don't move. Just don't yeah. move and it will go away.
1: Yeah. And um, I definitely had that feeling of, yeah, it wasn't so much running. It was like, if I just don't really move, it, it, it just can't see me. It just isn't there. It isn't there. I'm not there. We're both not there.
2: Yeah. Do but you think to that work?
1: <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Sadly, no. But it definitely, no. I think like the running, it's survival, isn't it? It's like what you do for a bit so it's, that you can get out of That's bed. all we're
2: trying to do, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Really, ultimately. Yeah. And sometimes our survival techniques are, uh, hurt us more than... Yes. That's the paradox. It's yeah. We're not surviving, really.
1: And I think streaking is interesting because <laughs> at least it wasn't... Getting like so drunk that you know they were finding you in a ditch, like passed out. Like...
2: Well, you say that.
1: <laughs> oh, that was that related. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, that's what that strangely triggered what I do now.
1: Oh right. Paradoxically,
2: okay. I, well, why is that a paradox? I just quite like the word. <laughs> um, is yeah, I did get. I did get. I didn't really like do the whole alcohol thing, but there was one night when I did, and uh, I remember getting a lift to Oxford. From someone, and then being woken up on a college lawn by one of the concierge guys oh my kicking my head, saying, Just grunt, <laughs> and then I'll leave you alone. <laughs> I, are you dead? I grunted, he left me alone. And then I got another lift to London. And within like 24 hours of arriving, I was staying on someone's floor, I started drawing. I found a pen in. Just on somewhere, I can't. It was quite a blur, but I yeah. had some paper. I went outside and started drawing a street in London, and I, I began like Forrest Gump. It was like with a pencil. I just started drawing and didn't stop. I didn't stop. So I was sort of how old was I then? Like 19, 20. I, I drew for four. I drew London for four years. Sat on, promise you, selling drawings to strangers, but didn't couldn't stop. And oh I would cry God. when I was drawing. It was my way of processing yeah. everything that had happened and trying to make sense of it by putting it on paper.
1: Had you drawn before that? No,
2: not really. You know, I got away with it, at school, but there was no reason. There was no. There was no connection. You weren't
1: like, oh, I'm, I want to do art. No, bollocks.
2: No, no.
1: So you just found a pencil and were like, yeah, wow,
2: yeah, in the neighbour's flat, who who became lifelong friends. Sadly, he just died. bizarrely and but it was his pen. pen. It was a rotary pen. And then, um, yeah, so I, I think that was processing grief as well, strangely, the drawing. Um, what do
1: you think was happening in that in that drawing process? Like, what was...
2: I would listen to music. Mm. I had, you know, three cassettes. <laughs> TD heady, heady days Yeah, cassettes. You know, I, I remember them, yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I had a, an album by Joan on my trading.
1: Oh, that would get you. Man. That would get you crying.
2: Yeah, she would make me. Yeah. Um... And I would just listen to her and just draw and draw and draw and draw. Um, and and random strangers say, you know, what oh, is up for sale. I go, that's nice. So I, every day I would think, well, tomorrow I'll do something more important. Cause, clearly being an artist is not a, yeah. a sensible choice. And but people kept buying. But you know, I thought, I'll, you know, just I'll give it the summer. It's quite nice weather out here. That's wow. how it went. You know, and but all the time, you know, people saying, "Why are you doing this?" Like, you know, I when I saw that film Forest Gump, I remember thinking, sort of, that running, that's mm. whatever he's doing, I was doing, Yeah. and it, you know, clearly, I'm still doing it. You know, yeah. made a book out of my jumpisms. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure? Okay.
1: <laughs> I think it's really interesting what the um creative process can do. Yeah, like how you could, and it's yeah, it's so interesting because I was just thinking about because I've never really thought about that before, about running and hiding, mm. and how I definitely hide. And yeah. that's how I felt about doing, like, characters and comedy and improv, I could hide. Amazing,
2: going to them.
1: I would hide in there, and then everything my world didn't exist. So I would be, like, so in character. <laughs> um,
2: that what, so the person you were in had never experienced the things Yeah, they that didn't know grief,
1: have. yeah. <laughs> that's incredible. Yeah, they didn't know it. They were just this stupid <laughs> comedy <hilarious>. character. <laughs> And yeah. it was like it was like a relief, like, oh,
2: yeah.
1: oh, this person hasn't got a fucking clue. <coughs> That's nice. It's nice to be in this skin for a bit. And especially then when I started improvising and I met other people who... I think improv is a real, like, lots of hiders in improv. Yeah. And... And you know we used to do this thing called the Improvathon, what they still do, which is like um, a fifty-hour improv show. So you start on the Friday and you finish on the Sunday, but you you just keep improvising. Shut. Up, what? No. Yeah. Ken Campbell brought it over. To That's insane. Canada. But that was like dreamy. Yes. Yeah. It was like oh, I can just disappear for days. For days. <laughs> and I've like I've never really got into drinks and drugs, particularly. i just my brain doesn't mm. understand it. But that yeah. was like oh, I get it. Like, you could just disappear.
2: But, you know, I'd, I'd say that was, the d- drawing is definitely Yeah, an yeah. It's, it was definitely an addiction. Yeah. You know, still it is. You know, making the movement of the and the arc of a line and the sensation you get from it and the feeling you get when something you feel is reflected on paper. Yeah. That's a drug.
1: Have you ever drawn him? Has he ever appeared? Jamie? It's
2: a really good question. Yeah, I did do years ago. Mm. Um. I did. I did drawing for, for his mum, I think, and they're not not in any depth. It's probably too close.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's funny, you know? isn't it? Like the way art is, like you said about what's happened with the boy. The like, <clears throat> it it goes sideways. sideways I think. Yeah. Like definitely. yeah. Like because I've never really like this till I started the podcast. I'd never talked about him. I just had all these other characters that eventually did, obviously had been touched by something I kept doing characters that there was something going on yeah they all had missing dads (laughs) did they (laughs) yeah yeah I've talked about before like I used to do a character called um, the magician's assistant which at the time I if you'd asked me oh this is obviously about your dad I'd be like no so she was a magician's assistant um, because her dad was a magician her and her mum used to be the assistant and the mum had left the dad and the dad was drunk and the whole joke was like she was on stage and she didn't know what she was doing and she used to constantly shout like dad come in, come in and he'd oh. never arrive wow. and she'd have to so she'd have to do the act and she'd be like he's just coming, he's just coming and then she'd like oh my god he's pissed, okay and she'd have to do this like skewer through the thumb and I'd get it wrong and there was like fake blood everywhere and it's funny than it sounds No, <laughs> you yeah, know, it
2: sounds very good
1: but, um, but it wasn't until years later I was like Oh, oh my god. god like that's like that is not even hidden psychology is it? it's like oh her dad wasn't there and she couldn't get him to appear <laughs> like oh well done Carriad. you really really hid your pain in that one didn't you <laughs> I didn't even notice at the time I was like oh no that's funny if he doesn't come up, you know like you said it goes sideways it definitely
2: it? goes sideways yeah and I think you only realized in you know way after
1: oh god time. yeah yeah it, it was years after I stopped doing that character that I was like oh yeah and then I started thinking about all the ones I'd done in the Edinburgh shows I was like oh they all had a problem with their dad didn't they oh Oh. (laughs) and I think once I realised that it became easier to talk about Mm -hmm. him in a more straightforward manner because it was like oh I see that's what I'm doing but But also
2: it's just sometimes just too raw to be direct about it
1: yeah Yeah, definitely definitely It's, it's never a comfortable place to go no yeah yeah which is why I sometimes wonder like how I ended up doing this (laughs) <laughs> but then I think also I'm very much in control of it like you what know what you
2: mean this podcast yeah as yeah. in like
1: I have to talk about him and it's, and yeah. it's when it was very raw at the beginning but actually what's happened to me is because I've talked about it so much it's not as raw anymore
2: of course it's not and I yeah. think that that's you know the talking about things is the thing we struggle I, I certainly struggle to do most but mm. need to the most Yeah, it's like, yeah. Uh, it's so hard sometimes yeah and and you know, by creating this, you've, you know, because often I, I remember trying to talk about people like, you know, poor Charlie, anyway, mm. you know, what are you doing tomorrow? Whatever it is, because something, everyone finds it, it's a bit of a taboo in our culture to death, probably, mm. which is why this is so good, you know, it's actually to just talk about it yeah. and be like, and laugh about it, too. Yeah, you know? that's, like, you
1: know, that you can have that can. moment. Welcome back to Griefcast. With Carrie Adloyd, Did you ever seek, like, counselling for what Uh,
2: happened? I did. It took me a long time to do that. Mm, Yeah. Um, Did you?
1: Yeah, it took me 18 years. Yeah, exactly. There you go. (laughs) It took 18 years before I connected enough that, oh... I think I need to talk about that. Right. And what's hard is the further you get away from it, you think, well, it can't still be that. that was right. Ago. Y- y-
2: surely, you yeah. know, my cells of my body's a different body now. Yeah, cells exactly. Or, no, it's no, it's, no it doesn't work like that. Trauma so, is, yeah, it, it's,
1: it's held very deeply, it isn't very it? deeply,
2: yeah, and remains. And it took me, yeah, it took me a long time. And also, there's a sense of, what's the point? Mm. Like, why bring up again? Yeah. <laughs> is this going to do anything? Oh God, really? You
1: know, yeah. For years, I definitely thought. It, I, my attitude was like, well, it's not going to change it. It's not going to bring it back. No. So what's the point? Yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm still seeing the same therapist that helped me. Yeah. I, you know, whenever it was, I decided to go 18 years after he died.
2: Are you? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. It took a while to find someone. And then when I did find someone, and when we started the conversation, which it was like, you know, I had to physically drag myself there. But I was in such a state, I thought, you think you have to do this? Yeah, and
2: me said that when the house is crushing me in the yeah, bed, that's when yeah. I thought, okay, this is I, I, this is, I can't.
1: Yeah, even if you're like, I don't want to. Like, you have you to. to. You've <laughs> you you got to. a
2: house on your chest.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. And then that was so interesting, having therapy for the first time. was. It made me understand like, oh, even though you can't change it, there's still things that you need to talk about. Because yes. I was like, well, what's the, what's the point? It's not going to be him back. Yes. It was sad. End of story. Yes. And then when we would talk about different aspects or things that happened that I'd never really I'd forgotten or mm. I'd force out my brain, you're like, oh, yeah, I am still sad about that. And I guess <laughs> I just needed to say that. And now I feel a bit better. better. But so you almost cut your brain. It's like, no, that won't make me feel better. Well, that's
2: your def- that's that's a survival thing. Yeah. Why why create pain by talking yeah, about it?
1: Yeah, yeah. And,
2: and when not, the pain's already there, you just yeah. think you're creating it by talking about it. You're not.
1: Yeah. It's, it's you're healing crazy. it.
2: Yeah, you're healing it.
1: But that's such a, like, backwards... I think for your human brain, you're like, no, no, it's painful yeah. to talk about, it, so I won't talk, yeah. I won't talk about it. Well,
2: it's very interesting. Someone said that procrastin the, 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 the root of procrastination is the fear of pain.
1: Oh, God. I'm the, one so, of the world's so worst instance, procrastinators. For instance,
2: it's me too. Mm. But, you know, so why don't you bother to clear up your house? Yeah, yeah. Why don't you do that? And I realized the reason why I don't is because it brings up some kind of pain of abandonment.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah.
2: So no one's helping me. I wasn't helping when I said I went to Stuntwood, the board was coming, I was 7, da, 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 all that shit. So don't visit this. Don't do this because mm. it will make you feel pain. Yeah. So don't get therapy because guess what? It'll Talking painful. about it, Right. So you avoid the pain yeah, by just yeah. divert, diversion. And that's what I st- probably still do a lot of. Yeah. Um, I was just frightened of it, but it's in us anyway. Mm. Um. So why not? Like, put it on the table. <laughs> do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's how I feel. Like. I mean, a mate of
2: mine said, oh, I'm not going to do that because it'd be like, open a can of worms. Mm. and I'm like, well, I'd rather worms weren't in the can. <laughs> it's <fucking can."
1: laughs> such a good example. Like, right, what you've got you doing? a can of Don't what? eat that <laughs> right. can of worms. It's still in your cupboard. Get it out. Right. Like, you saying it's moldy. You'd <laughs> be like, don't want, no, leave it. It's been there ages. <laughs> yeah, right. The worms are happy. I'm happy. What's the We're deal? All fine. It's look, fine. Look at the label. It's cute. <laughs> Hasn't got a worm on it. Yeah, my mum always used that phrase, like, "Oh, it's just <laughs> a can of And I agree. I think, I think the trouble with it is, it <laughs> is at first, and that's what I never understood.
2: Yeah, it's debilitating. I
1: tried to have therapy a couple of times, and it was mm-hmm. just a nightmare because this can of worms appeared, and I thought, yep. "Well, I can't deal with this. This is horrific. I can't yep. live my life. I'm. Uh, it's destroying me." Yeah, so I was like, "Right, put the
2: l- lid on. Put the lid, lid on yeah. it." Lid on,
1: lid on. Oh, phew, done. Yeah. I tried, and it didn't work. Yeah, and then um, I think what. This, when you find a good therapist, I was like, oh, I see mm-hmm. you, have to, you have to get the worms out. You have to look at the worms, put the worms back from where they came from. And like, that is messy and it takes time. Right. But when you, when you get through that bit, it's so much better. You know, you get totally. to a better place.
2: But also, you, for me, the, the, uh, one of the things I struggled with was the shame of what that grief had made me do. Like whether yeah. it's streaking or sleeping with wrong people or whatever it was. So that was on the surface so I'd look at that. Yeah. And be ashamed of things. They, they were like, well, whatever. Yeah. Should we just look at why? Yeah, do, do yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? But we don't look at why because we're always, we're always looking at the sort of manifestations of things. Well, you're so thrown by start. the
1: shame of it, first of all, yeah. aren't you? And you're just like, oh, I can't well, I do, I can't look at anything but all the mess that there is. It's
2: all intertwined. Yeah, yeah. So you just ignore everything. And
1: that's how, like, that's the thing with therapy is like clearing that layer off and then discovering what's underneath yeah. takes a bit of time. It does. I had a good, there's a good... Um, the artist way book which i i love i've
2: got it in my loo oh i've never it. read it
1: it's so good <laughs> I stare at it it's so good this. i re- it really changed my life that book but there's a nice mm-hmm. i mean
2: okay i'll read it
1: yeah it's it's i will read it it's very american i always have it. it's very american and there's times when you think oh my god fuck. <laughs> like there's definite passages where you're like oh please
2: but okay. the endure that
1: yeah the, what she's saying is really useful and mm-hmm. um, she talks about like you know the pain of looking at why you're blocking yourself for creativity and like the Mm -hmm. idea of it being um like a really baked on horrible dish like after a sunday roast or something Mm. and you have to soak it and when you're soaking like all the crap rises to the top and it's horrible when you look at it ugh but then you can clean it because you've soaked it and she's like that's this process like a lot of shit has to rise to the top and it's horrible but that's that's part of it but you've you know you've got to get through that bit but it's I think it's that's hard for a lot of people because they think I, I won't survive getting through it yeah exactly
2: it. this yeah. is too much I'll so, bust.
1: yeah when did you get therapy for it then did it take so did you said about 10 years
2: yeah um when the house is on my chest I then yeah made some inquiries
1: <laughs> how do I get rid of this yeah house? I'm being
2: crushed by a house <laughs> like, um, it's not really
1: I can't get around as much yeah, as I'd like
2: yeah and I one of the things I did was I I became a bit of a I was going out with a girl who was bipolar, and I was trying to save her. And mm. I went into that mode of Saving. helping others so I don't have to face my own pain. Oh, yeah. People are great at yeah, that. It's yeah. real was, great, isn't it? I was so good at that. <laughs> um, and that didn't work, obviously. So, yeah, so I started seeing a brilliant therapist who, actually, one of the things she did, brilliant, she was an old lady, but she was very wise. And she helped me to completely accept my humanness and my mm. humanity and who I really was. And the bits that I was ashamed of, and said, "This is being human, Charlie."
1: Yeah.
2: And it was like this monumental relief to know that I wasn't alone mm. in all of it. That everyone we were all really the same, just we look different and have different names. Well, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And, yeah, yeah. I absolutely. And so I started. She, she sort of she she helped me. And actually, part of what the the boy and the mother is about is the journey into, you know, acceptance of who we are and. And being enough as we are and loving yourself as you are, Mm. wherever you are, is a profoundly liberating and healing experience. Yeah. Particularly when you've had grief, because grief does make you feel weird and do weird stuff.
1: Yeah. And they said it makes you you feel 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 so isolated. And that's how I, like, that's why I started the podcast, because for years I thought, my dad had died of a very rare strange thing not true that I was probably the only person it really happened to right. not true and that it, that what happened to me was quite odd mm-hmm. it was quite an odd thing because yeah. when I looked around my surroundings like there wasn't anyone at my you know there was other girls that lost their dads but not at that age and yeah. not with that disease Yeah. and then it wasn't until I started this podcast that I was like oh there's fucking loads around <laughs> like yeah. Oh, yeah, you don't need to everywhere. feel alone. Like, no. actually, this happens to... But we, because it's not spoken about... Exactly.
2: So we're all thinking we're the only ones. Yeah, and you'll no think, oh, talking.
1: I'm weird and I did this and I've got this weird, dark, horrible secret that happened to me and, yep. and uh, I'm not very... I didn't deal with it very well. That was the other thing I always thought. Like, I hadn't dealt with it particularly well and I was a bit ashamed of it.
0: Mm.
1: I sort of thought, oh, yeah, you know, it's a bit... Oh, that was embarrassing that I did that. And then, mm-hmm. again, it took a therapist to go... Well, you were fifteen, <laughs> <laughs> but for years, you know what it's like. Fifteen when you're fifteen, you think no, you, are, you think you're adult. You think you're an adult. Yeah, you're
2: getting there, aren't you? Yeah. And so that
1: that state stayed with me for a long time. Of like, no, no, I, no. Yes, no, I was a grown up. I was a grown up. And then I think that's why you need that time, don't you, to look Definitely. back at yourself and go, I think that person was a child. Actually, yeah. like, especially you're eighteen. Like that's and somebody you've known all your life. Like that. Of course, that's gonna break you. Like that's so yeah, huge. It
2: did. Yeah. Um, but I think I was surrounded, I remember being at his funeral and a friend of mine went, there, there was an old, that's was amazing, I'd kept it together right up till, I was handing out programs in this little church and outside of church and there's an old man that Jamie and I used to work with.
0: Mm.
2: I was just a, was a real rural old sheep farmer and he looked at me and he came right up to me. And he put his hands around my shoulders, oh low lower part of my neck, yeah. and, looked, and put it really close up. So gentle. He must have been s- late 70s. And he just just whispered with tear-filled eyes. He just said, what a bloody waste, Charlie. What a bloody waste. And, and then he just held me, and I think he kissed my forehead or something. And just his, his wife was next to him, and then he shuffled past me. And it was like my whole chest just came out of my mm. face and I went around the back and I was rolling around the grass. And I hadn't cried at all. It was two weeks after the death. So why am I saying that? <laughs> I don't know where I got, that. I got to that. But yeah, it was just this delayed reaction. Um, and boys were oh yeah, you know, boys Boys don't cry, Charlie. Mm. Someone said that big boys don't cry, Charlie.
1: Someone said that to you after he Someone died. Someone said that
2: in the fucking funeral. Big boys don't cry.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. This In the funeral. Yeah. Yeah. People are so strange, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. Like, the fear of your emotion. Right.
2: He was terrified. He was that? terrified because yeah, he was like, course.
1: yeah, this person is so upset. This is... What's happened is so awful. His emotion is telling all us humans that this is awful what's happened, and I just want him to stop because I don't want that to be true. Because
2: we have to survive. Yeah, I, Yeah,
1: we we're have to survive. Gonna, we're not
2: going to want to get through this. We all start feeling things.
1: And if, you know, it was millennia ago and you were moving through jungle and uh, like surviving as a tribe he'd have fair a point n- he'd have a point enough. like you need to get up you need to keep walking yeah, because guess a big... what
2: we're being attacked by a gorilla yeah
1: gorilla and lions are coming but we're not anymore <laughs> no. like no. wow yeah isn't that funny you had that two extreme yeah reactions within two, an hour from two within different men as yeah, well yeah, yeah. someone who really understood
2: yeah
1: what had happened to you mm-hmm. and how awful it was and someone who just couldn't, couldn't cope with it. it
2: yeah yeah now you have the wow. two extremes of, yeah. of, of, of death, I suppose, Gosh. responses to.
1: What a beautiful thing that that man said to you. Yeah, I'll
2: never forget it. It was called George Proverbs. What oh, a name. What a name. Yeah, straight out of Hardy I was just going to say, it yeah. sounds like it's
1: from a Hardy novel. Yeah, and
2: you had a very, like a glass act, You were what a bloody waste. You know, a lovely man, beautiful man.
1: But that's um, such a, um, it's funny because we talk about that a lot on the show, of like things that people say and people worrying about what the right thing to say is, but it's so beautiful because he just acknowledged that yeah. that was the truth. It was yeah, an absolute truth. waste of a life, yeah.
2: and he knew probably that there'd be lots of you yeah. know consoling things going on and mm. oh well da da da. But he just was having none of it. You
1: know? No, because it it is really hard when someone young dies as yeah. well. It's really that's I've been to a lot of funerals, and I can cope. I can cope with funerals, and the one I couldn't cope with was a yeah a friend's son who died, and I found it. I, I just I think he was you know 21 or something mm. like that and I found it mm. so difficult and I was ashamed of my reaction I thought God, why you can't even you know I found it difficult to breathe in that room because it was yeah. just like it was just so fucking waste you know what you yeah, said exactly. just like oh no what and can you even
2: say or think Yeah. Construct- yeah. and
1: everything in your body wants to stop time and be like no no not that come on not that not that, not that. Anything that's, but that. that's crap yeah. don't do that Yeah. and it's yeah unstoppable and yeah. it's happened yeah
2: because my, my dad, when he, he died, in his, when he was 83 of cancer, but it was so different because we processed it together, mm. my family and him, we talked about it, you know, and it, it, it progressed. It was mesothelioma. it was that lung cancer. And, you know, we were, even though the death itself was traumatic, we, we had time mm. and it, it, it wasn't this cliff edge yeah you know admittedly it still made me go insane but yeah, yeah. in a different way
1: yeah um, like I think that we talk again you know people say a lot about things happening out of time yeah and you know yeah my dad was 44 and right like but even that I feel like there was somewhere in my brain I was like oh you know dads do die like this is how whereas my grandpa it broke it broke him like he just couldn't Really? Yeah. yeah, he just said it's not right. It's all he'd ever say to me, Carad. It's, not, it's right. not right. It's not right. And as, you know, well, 15, right. you're like, yeah, I. but I don't know what we can do about that. And he died six months after my dad. Did I mean, he? he? Yeah, he just was like... That was it. For him. I'm out. I'm not. I'm not doing this anymore. And it was... It was really sad, but I did understand, I did understand, in a way. Even as a 15-year-old, I was like, yeah, you've had to bury your son. That's- yeah,
2: I mean, I remember that the the farmers who lived next door to us in Northumberland. Um, Brian, Brian's dad died. And his wife, they were very close, the two of them. And I remember his wife died, who was fine, died two weeks later. Oh, God. I always remember thinking, what?
1: What? Yeah, yeah.
2: She was just like, okay, well, that's it, then I'm out. Jordan, so, it? Yeah, it's Just so a, common. Uh, yeah. It's so common. Yeah. The and, will to live and Yeah.
1: You know. And being connected with somebody. Yeah, exactly. And I think when somebody really young dies, it, it it's really it is really hard because there are no you know, like you said, the, the platitudes don't make sense. They like don't. it's it's not what he would have wanted, it wasn't his time, he didn't have a good in it, like all of that stuff that somewhere you can be like, you know, everyone used to say to me about my dad that he died quite quickly from the cancer. So everyone said, you know, he would have hated to be ill for a long time. Mm-hmm. And even at that time you were like, oh, fuck off. I also thought, yeah, no, you're, you're right, he would have. So that is a truth that I can take 1% of comfort yeah. from, even if I think, well, I'm upset. <laughs> I would have liked more time. Yeah. But when someone young, it's like there's nothing, is there? There's just, it's so difficult.
2: It's barren.
1: Mm, it is, it's a lot of pain. Yeah. A lot of pain.
2: And you, you don't, you're in a foreign land with mm. no tapes for it, you know, there's no, there's no no one can teach you how to mm. do this, there's no course you can do.
1: And it must be difficult when you're the same age as well, because yeah. it's like, did you have that thing which I read about a lot of, like, every time you are getting older you're thinking, oh I'm living this life that they that they didn't?
2: Um, a bit, I mean, even now, there aren't many days when I haven't thought of him at some yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I know, actually one of, the, one of the, I suppose, you know, what death does it on the red line that seemed to be drawn under it was you know, the streaking and everything is that it ga- it did give me the courage to 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 dare to be an artist, say mm. because like we're gonna die, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, and why are you doing something you're not yeah really, you know, feeling? You know, I mean, that's not to deride people who need to work because they need to earn a, mm. some money, but if you if you got the freedom to choose now, you know, I just thought, well. Jamie's dead, so why am I worried about a career? I'll yeah. just carry on drawing then. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah,
1: no, absolutely. Um, and I think that's, again, the thing with grief. This Why grief is so complicated? Because we've talked about this before, of like, there are benefits. Yeah,
2: bizarrely, yeah. Bizarre
1: benefits. And I think everyone feels a bit ashamed for saying that. But it mm-hmm. we all have stuff where we're like, oh, I it taught me this. I wouldn't have done this. Like, it, yeah, I think it, it definitely... I, I call it like, like for like five years definitely afterwards I was on fire like, I was, no, was
2: going to say it's like being inflamed yeah
1: like no one could touch me yeah it was like what are you going to do yeah my dad just
2: died
1: yeah do you think I give a shit what you think yeah, <laughs> yeah. like and that's quite powerful as a yeah, young person because a lot of young <laughs> people normally are like oh well, how do I fit in and I was like I couldn't give a shit <laughs> I do <don't laughs> worrying care.
2: what other people think but because yeah it just doesn't yeah it's but not then that it
1: came back to me later that's what yeah, was it annoying it Gets eats really its nice. way through <laughs> and I was like oh no no I care again yeah because It was such a sort of I was joyous, so free. yeah. It was so free, yeah. you could literally streak on a race course and not uh, care, not care. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, it's funny because the other, the other loss I was going to do, the Jamie, my dad, and also my dog, yeah. who died till she died this summer. And um, the oddest thing about it is you know, I remember when I got it, that's 15 years ago. Mm. Uh, I chose her because she I liked her grunt, grunting, and she had a white paw when she was little. And I remember. When she was about six months old or less, I went on holiday and left her with a friend. And when when I came back, they just said, look, she howled. She was a nightmare. And then when I picked her up, she peed all over me. (laughs) And I kind of thought, right, I'm I'm not going to leave you again. Mm. I'm just not going to. And um, the height of my dysfunction is I didn't ever. (laughs) So I haven't, this is the truth, Mm. what year are we in? 2019. I haven't been on an airplane since 2004.
1: Because of dill. Yeah. Oh, Charlie. So
2: you know, maybe we could save the planet by all getting dogs. Dog.
1: <laughs> dogs that don't want you to leave. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah, the that, key. dogs. The care. dog's like, yeah, see yeah. Later. <laughs> you
2: later. You get a codependence. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, so I buried her in the summer. And. Um,
1: Did she just die? Was it old age?
2: Yeah. I mean, she was fifteen, and everything started going wrong for mm. her. Um, but we were insufferable. But she, you know, the the difference between a dog, say, and a human is. Humans will say to you, okay, I'm going to go to work now, Mm. or I'm off for a couple of days, or, you know, I love you, but whereas there's this constant...
1: (laughs) Yeah, constant companion.
2: Companion, looking at you and loving you, and even however awful you are, they just keep loving you. Yeah. And (laughs) and then suddenly they're in the ground. Mm. Uh, And that's a very strange thing. But why say it? I mean, there must be... The good side of it is that, you know, I can go to america
1: <laughs> yeah you could have a holiday
2: but i haven't yet because no, yeah. i've got barney so go actually Bunny. i probably won't leave him there so i'm stuffed i'll never get on a
1: yeah because barney's not used to it either because she didn't go because of dill right so barney'd be like what, what? <laughs> what's happening yeah you but... don't go places no that's not the deal no. yeah dill told me yeah you stay around <laughs> she was like don't worry i got in early and I, I dealt with it very early barney. on my way
2: here i was thinking okay i wonder how I cope with Barney because i can't leave him in the house because he's grieving, Aww. so I brought him vainly hoping that you go. Oh, we like dogs! And Thank God you did. <laughs> yeah, here we are.
1: So you think, and you think you've definitely seen Barney reacting to? Oh
2: yeah, dogs grieve. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And it's the best thing you can do for them is to make sure they've seen.
1: Oh the really? Body. Which is exactly the same they say for humans these yeah, days. Yeah, got to see
2: the body. Like my dad, I put his dog. We put his his dog on his chest. Wow. Um, and he, she, Nellie, she sniffed his chin and chest, looked at him, looked at me, looked at him, sat down on his chest and then, and then put her on the ground again. And she knew, she was like, okay, that oh makes sense. Whereas God. if she hadn't seen, she'd be always constantly wondering, well, where? where is he? Does he need me? Uh, Should I go and find him? Right. right.
1: Guys, do you, guys, like, are you aware yeah. that he's not Why here? <laughs> is,
2: you know, I'm you know, no talking about this. Yeah. You know? So I did that with Barney. I, I when I buried Dill. He was with me and he sat and looking in the hole and looking at me as I was, you know, bloody awful experience for him. I want to
1: cry now. I really want to cry. It's funny what gets you.
2: (laughs) Yeah. It's like
1: just the idea of a little Barney, just looking at him. For me,
2: the the deep fear in me was always what what snake venom is this that will act out? because, you know, how will I deal with this? Mm. Um, and
1: how have you? Well, it's really interesting.
2: I think probably doing the... I became, It happened when I was in the final stages of making the book. Mm. And, you know, when I was carrying her out twice a night, she was incontinent, da-da-da. And in, by nine in the morning, I was having to start working on the drawings and, you know, people from Penguin would come around. And actually, I was so kind of engaged with the process of the book that it was mm. offsetting... The whole thing, so even when I was burying her, you know, the next day, various people from pain were coming into the house and they cried because yeah. I said that's where she is now. And so, really, now that it's finished, it, it, again, it was the sort of train yeah. hitting experience where, oh my god, this is here we are, here we go, mm.
1: <gasps>
2: I've lost her. Um, uh, but I think again, because it was a slower process and I was aware of her mortality, mm. and actually one of, the, and this is an odd thing to say, but one of the ways I dealt with her, I used to say to her was, I'm not far behind you, as in, this is not a unique experience to see your dog. Yeah, we are all yeah. going, and actually it's, it's the ultimate statistic that one and one dies, so even though the loss is agony, I, I think I just thought, "Well, I'm definitely mortal, I'm definitely flakier than I was, Um And so it hasn't, I think because of the gradual decline, her decline, I'm quite, you know, in the end, I took her to the vet Mm. um, with a friend and without any intention of putting her down. But she just had a very bad night. Mm. And the four of us around her, and she was, she never thought, she was nervous of that, but she'd fallen asleep on the trestle, And I said, okay, so what would you do? You know, because they loved her. They'd seen her for years. And I said, well, and they said, well, Charlie, and they all, both vets, both women had tears in their eyes. The best women in the world. And they just said, you know, it was mine. Yeah, I mm. think I'd probably just let her go. So we did. Then, and then I held her head oh. and kissed her head and she was gone. And I carried her out and put her in the back of the car. And then the car broke down on the way home. Oh, and for the fuck's sake... <laughs> Oh, come it's like, on what was the, what's that what's that film uh where the girl they have the grandfather the uh the, you know the hilarious one about the, the little girl who goes he wants to dance you know and, oh little uh, miss sunshine. sunshine yes yeah so yeah, 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 back, yeah 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 you know, um anyway well, I'm oh, not talking about it. yeah it's hard a difficult time
1: i think and we've again you know we, we have an episode michael Leg talked Exclusively about his dog Jerk.
2: Really? <clears throat>
1: yeah, because and he, he, the thing I, which I was, is amusing but true. He said his aunt died similar time to oh, Jerk.
2: God, he felt <clears> that.
1: But yeah, he said he said look, i was sad. Sad that Auntie Mary's gone, but he said, "Did I live with Auntie Mary?" No. There
2: you go. It's twenty-four hours. He
1: said, "Did Auntie Mary like come and put her head on my lap every time I had a shit gig?" No. Did Auntie Mary wake me up every morning? No. Did I take Auntie Mary for walks? N- no. no. <laughs> and he was like, you know, she lived far away, and I thought that's a sad thing. But he was like, of course this has affected me more, yeah, and I and fuck off anyone who tells me it shouldn't. But it have. shouldn't. Yeah. Well,
2: that's the thing is you should never, you know, whatever you feel is fine. Yeah. Because yeah. you know, I remember thinking I don't feel anything about you know when my dad died I went numb should I be mm. feeling and then suddenly you know that, that's the venom is yeah, it? and suddenly yeah. you know don't feel bad about it because it's going to hit you
1: yeah <laughs> I do yeah. often think when people go yeah I'm fine actually I think
2: yeah, yeah. you are
1: now <laughs> don't feel bad about it because it will it's gonna it come. will come out at some point
2: so don't I think we shouldn't try to kind of contrive yeah emotion
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So let it be. Well, like you said, listening to the radio, like when that man said that, like...
2: Yeah, there you Somebody
1: go. will say something that will just hit you.
2: Yeah, or a song or... A- or a
1: song or a memory. Or like when I saw that drawing you did of the angel, and I was like, oh, God. And actually, my brother even like messaged me and was like, wow, that Charlie guy's really good, isn't he? And I was like... Did he? Yeah. He, I
2: have. I struggle with that. I have no real concept of that. I think are oh, you deluded?
1: No, we both love your drawing oh, so thank much.
2: You. I mean, you know, if it, it, I think you know, being an artist is sometimes, especially, can be seen as quite indulgent. So, the fact that it makes people feel good is the dream for me.
1: Yeah, and I think just yeah. what you deal with.
2: I think the help drawing. You know, like
1: yeah.
0: when I
2: did that show, like um, quite a few people came up to me, often men. Mm. Um, sort of with a trembling lip, and I was sitting in the corner, and they'd look at me, and they wouldn't be speaking, and I'd look at them, and I think, oh god, here we go, I'm going <laughs> to lose it, they're going to lose it, and we both would lose it, mm. and and I and then not much was said. Mm. Occasionally, a partner would say, he, you know, he um, was on the edge, but he went to see someone because of the drawing that says, "What's the bravest thing you've ever said?" Help said the horse, and I think, okay, I'll. T- I'll t-
1: I'll take that. I'll take that.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, they're pretty simple drawings. And,
1: but... Yeah, but there is a truth about them. And I think what comes across with good art and good artists is when you can communicate what you've been through. And I yeah. think it's interesting. Like, I didn't know that you had a story or you'd had this, but, like, I always related to your drawings. And actually, funny enough, that when I went to your exhibition, I went with my friend Hannah, whose dad also died when she was eight. We went to school mm. together. And she's the one like we are very like oh god oh like you know we'll send each other one particular one like oh god oh god and when we were looking around we were sort of holding yeah. hands like like because they do hit you in the heart and I think it's that funny thing of almost as a human you think oh why would you want to be hit? why do you want to be hit in the heart that's how but it's something again about not feeling alone and going oh wow that picture feels how I do so therefore I'm not alone I'm not alone, that person gets it, so somebody else must get it.
2: It's really funny, you know, because like I got uh, quite a lot of emails after that show, and there was one who, who, email I got who I, who's, and I still can't find it. Mm. I couldn't, where is the email? I've scoured it and I yeah. can't remember his name, Or but, and I, you, yeah. you know, when you put in, you type in words that you think he said. Yeah, 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 yeah. But what he said was, <clears throat> my fiance made me come to your exhibition and I didn't want to come. I knew it had horses in it, I don't like horses. <laughs> I thought, well, fuck it, I'll go. Yeah. And then he said, "I came," and there were people, and I, I saw them, and they, the, the whole thing annoyed me. And then I started looking at them, and then I started reading them, and then bit by bit, I started feeling things. And then by the end of it, I was tears were pouring down my face, and I just want to thank you for saying some of the things you did that have opened me to the idea of, you know, asking and connecting and being emotionally open and wow. asking. and yet, like I remember, you know, crying when I read it, thinking, you know what a beautifully brave thing to say Mm, to me yeah you know what a courageous email and if that if it's helped him be courageous in talking telling his truth um that's real courage i think to tell the truth of who you are and and if it did that then that's great for me yeah Um, but if he's listening to this I'm really sorry, <laughs> but I, I didn't reply immediately, but I was overwhelmed and tired, and now I can't find your email, so thank you for writing, I'm really sorry. <laughs> I hope you're all right. No,
1: you're all right. He, he, no, but you need
2: to reply. You know, that's the thing about Doing you know being yeah. in doing this, is I think you, you, when you create things like that, you can't just, you have to sort of...
1: Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> be responsible. <laughs> yeah, 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 I, yeah, know, I know how you I, feel. I don't know how you
2: cope doing this. Well, I
1: think... It- I, I know exactly that feeling of an email that you're like, oh God, it's so beautiful, I must reply to it. <laughs> but it's so beautiful, I... Never, I, I can't. I don't had to say because what you've written is incredible, and yes. I like to say is tha- thanks. Thanks. Oh, hope you're well. back <laughs> <laughs> so exactly. You feel like, and you feel like such a fraud, don't you? Because you know that the art, art you did, you know, obviously the podcast you did has done something, but you're just a person. So you're yeah. Like, oh right.
2: And your response totally is is not is not, it's not in that yeah, not
1: in keeping at all <laughs> at all. So you're like, oh, thanks.
2: It's still better to reply. Yeah, you. I
1: try. I really do try. I do try. And then, but then what I have accepted, which is, um, I think it's helpful that I had a friend who was helping me with the, the emails because it was so overwhelming. And some of them were, you know, really hard to read. Mm-hmm. And she said, she was reading them and she said, this person doesn't need a reply. And I was yeah. like, I said, no. they well, written to, to me and she it. said, yeah. she was like, they just wanted to tell you this and that's enough. You don't have I have, have a to. feeling
2: this guy said, if you ever fancy meeting for a beer right at the end... <laughs>
1: <laughs> don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. Do. Don't feel bad, Charlie. Oh, you because also the thing is to remember is like where it starts is the drawing and the drawing exists and that's what helped, and like anything that comes after that yeah. is like would be lovely is fine. Life yeah. things happen. We don't have time, but the fact that you did the drawing and the person saw mm-hmm. it like that's the interaction that really matters, and I think sometimes it's easy to get like
2: you have to see them right through yeah
1: of. yeah to to try and save people, save people. and help there them there you out. go that's what I try and then go actually what really matters is that you for those five minutes sat down and wrote and drew the horse and wrote and that thing something. and put it out there and yeah. his fiance saw it and brought him along like that's if you're writing a film that's a scene that really matters <laughs> the rest of it it's fine it's fine well oh, Charlie thank you so much going to talk to me about Jamie and your dad and Dill. oh thank you and we'll remember them all today and um well, thanks
2: for having me I've loved it it's gone really quickly
1: oh it's been a total joy and Barney has been an excellent guest look at him very <laughs> quiet him with his chicken oh I might have to take a picture so people can Really? you yeah I'll take a picture okay. otherwise but, you know when you talk about dog you want people to see the dog yeah otherwise it's like what dog was it yeah what was he um, like well thank you so much it looks Charlie. like one of
2: those things you put across the door that in a, a draft excluder
1: yeah draft excuse,
2: yeah. definitely, definitely. Right. Yeah, fluffy one. Thank you very Thank much.
1: Thank you. Thank you. You can follow Charlie on Twitter and Instagram at Charlie Makassi. That's Charlie, C-H-A-R-L-I-E, M-A-C-K-E-S-Y. And his book, The Boy, The Fox, The Mole and The Horse, is available to buy now. I cannot recommend enough. It's such a beautiful book. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Griefcast show was edited by Kate Holland with thanks to Whistledown Studios and the music was provided by the Glue Ensemble. And remember, you are not alone.
0: Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long.